Hello, happy new year. We are back. I'm here again as always with Matt. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you, mate. It's been a while since we've done one of these, isn't it? Yeah, it has. Um, we haven't done one since pre-Christmas, you know, took a little took a little bit of a holiday break. Um, but we're back. Happy New Year, everyone. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all that stuff. That's what you gotta say, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh to be fair, I, I want to start today's episode with an apology. An apology to a player who I slandered slightly on Twitter, I'd say. Um, and I probably said some questionable stuff about, about them on the podcast uh, like two weeks ago. Um, and that's Wesley Matthews. Uh, I, I, I was very against the signing, uh, mainly because he had an absolute stinker last year for the Lakers. No offence to him, but, it, you know, it, it was a dreadful year. Um, and, you know, he looked... I, I thought he just looked washed, but he, he didn't look great, did he? And I thought, the you know, getting rid of... Oh, George the Great. Yeah, it's not the end of the world, but, you know, it's a promising young player for a player uh, for Wes, who, who realistically last year showed that he had, you know, he didn't have anything left in the tank. It looked like he was pretty finished and I didn't think he was going to be able to do anything. But he's been phenomenal. He's been incredible for us. And um, I just want to say, yeah, my apologies. And what a player, what a player he is. And to, to, to swing that, he played quite a big role in a, in a Christmas Day game. He did indeed. He had an absolute fire, didn't he? Now, am I not right in saying the Christmas Day game was the one just after was it his grand had died? Yes, it was the day after. A bit of an emotional one for him. Because and he came off the bench and he had an absolute fire. So the Christmas Day game, in fact, so you know, what it was, was the Rockets game. He, was it? it was the, that's, that was the game where his grand had died. But his grand was supposed to come to the Celtics game. Because it, it was a because uh, because she's quite old, she probably she probably wouldn't have been able to come to some of the later games. But because it was a uh, an eleven a.m. I think it was in a uh, Boston, uh, was it in Boston? No, it was, was in Fiserv. It was in Fiserv. But what was it? It was a six o'clock tip off, and I was oh, no seven o'clock. So it would have been what one o'clock. Yeah, so it was quite a, quite an early Christmas Christmas game. So she was going to be able to come to that, and uh, she wasn't able to go. Obviously, unfortunately. Um, Shame, but I think it's safe to say he had an absolute great, an absolutely great game coming off the bench. And yes. what was actually a very close game the entire way through. And he oh, he obviously sunk the three to take the lead with what a minute 30, left or whatever it was. I think yeah. It was less than that. It was only like 30, was it, seconds. 30 seconds. It yeah, was like it was 30 seconds because the Celtics had led pretty much from the start of the game. In fact, the Celtics had led the entire game. That was our first and lead of the game. We a... led for 30 seconds of the game, and it just so happened to be the last 30 seconds. <laughs> Which that's all that matters, really, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, Giannis had a a sort of a flashback moment to a to a certain play in the finals. Uh. <laughs> that was a beautiful block, that wasn't it? There was just there seemed to be like there was a, a little sort of series of plays. That that one, the Wes Matthews three, the two of them combined just sort of well, actually changed the game anyway. Completely swung the momentum in our favor because I was sat for the entire yeah. game like fizzing. I was like, I've just had my fucking dinner. I've just had a really great turkey. All I want to do is nap and I'm watching this game and we're losing by like, what, 10, 15 points for good chunks of it, weren't we? For a while, yeah. For good, for a good while. And at one point, I was just sat in the half like, it's fucking Christmas Day. We can't lose this game. How dare we lose this game at home? No, this can't happen. They've just beaten us twice this season already. I had to, I had to pause the game. So I was at, I was at uh, Friends for Christmas and we were, we were, um, they have Sky, so it was on. It was, I think it was main event actually, because there's no other sports on Christmas Day. So I, I was, I watched the first half and a bit, and then we were called, we were summoned into the other, into the other room for desserts and and and, and, and family games. 
and so we had to chuck it, chuck it on fours. That's a good point because that was that was, that was the same day actually. Because I remember you texted me, and then you were watching the game later on. You, I was like, I'm not going to tell you a thing. I'm not yeah. going to say anything. And you were fizzing at parts of it, being like, "This is outrageous. This is ridiculous." It was, um, so there was a. Uh, we went on at the end of the at the end of the third. I was actually getting re- really pumped because I was watching it with some mates who hadn't really watched basketball before. They'd um, they'd both played basketball at their sixth form. Um, but they'd never actually properly watched it and never seen like proper like good basketball. Um, and so I was sort of like trying to get them into it a bit. And obviously the Bucks were my team, so uh they were a bit and they weren't playing very well. So I was like, yeah. oh, it's, not, it's not 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 much of a flex this. But then we went on a really nice run at the end of the third. Um, I think it was a 12-way run, something like that. Um, to really, really take control of the game and put us like, I think we were within one because we didn't take the lead until right at the end. I think we were we, we, we were within one at the end of the third. And then Giannis gets subbed in, <laughs> and this is the this is probably the worst slander I've ever done. Uh, but maybe I jinxed it. Maybe I jinxed it because Giannis comes in and in four possessions or something, he has like two turnovers and two missed shots or something. And I'm livid, and we're down, and we're back down eight. <laughs> and I'm like, have we... Giannis, you've come into the game and you've ruined it for us. We've lost this game because you chucked it away. Uh, and then he went on a run of like of ridiculous scoring. In the fourth, you know, he, he just absolutely hammered, he hammered the Celtics on his own in the fourth. Yeah, he um he he had the poster on Hernan Gomez. He had there was that one where he just went straight through everyone and just dunked it, and then there was the one where he did the laugh on Smart as well. Because like, he, all... he obviously had quite a slow start to the year, but that was his first game back after being out with COVID. Yes, so he was never going to come out the blocks absolutely, you know, one hundred percent. It was going to take him a while. So happened it took him two and a bit quarters before he found his legs. <laughs> But when he found him, my God, he was fucking good, wasn't he? Yeah, it was, it, it, it was unreal. He was back to what you expect from Yanis day in, day out. And, and those players had, had the whole sort of, um, the whole room I was in, <laughs> bumping. And I can't remember, do you remember who it was that got blocked? That, because the, the Wes 3, uh, someone brings it up the court, goes for the layup, gets blocked by Robert Williams. What a great finale. George Hill gets the rebound somehow, uh, kicks it out to the Matthews for the three. Um, and I remember going absolutely mental. But listen, the taxi, my mum my mom booked a taxi for us to go home, um, not checking on how long we were. There was a minute left in the game and the taxi arrives. And I'm, saying, I'm like, no, I can't no, go. We're not going anywhere. Uh, keep, keep, keep the ta- and I'm fast forwarding through the time out on the, on the thing. <laughs> I was watching, I was fizzing. By this point, my wife had fallen asleep on the couch. She was out cold. <laughs> like, I think she lasted like the first 10 minutes of the game and that was her. And I'm sitting there shouting away at the telly and see the last sort of minute I was on the edge of my seat. I was jumping about the living room. And then it got to the point where we took the lead and I was I was absolutely buzzing. I was like, this is back then Christmas morning. I'll wake it up. That's fucking outstanding. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I remember very tiredly at about 1 a.m. on Christmas Day texting you some, some clips from the NBA website to, to show Giannis' defensive impact. Because there's a possession about halfway, right at the beginning of the third, I think, or maybe the end of the second, I can't remember. Oh, no, I think it's right at the beginning of the third, where uh, Tatum has a clear lane. He's through on the basket, yep. um, but there's a certain Greek man running full speed behind him, and so he just completely bottles the layup. He just doesn't take it, and he just go. He, he walks out to the three point line and just like bricks a three, I think. And was that one as well? Where it was so, something similar. So that's the um the kind of like defensive prowess that Giannis has, right? But like that wouldn't show up in any stat sheet anywhere, but. Jason Tatum was so afraid of the trailing Giannis that he just didn't even bother trying to take the lap because he knew that he'd just get sent into, into next. But there was another one later on as well. So the play, the play at the end that I sent, 
it was it it was it was the it was the block. So because Jason Tatum did the same thing essentially, he had the lane to drive and go for the layup. This time Giannis isn't chasing behind him. This time Giannis is in front of him, and so he makes the right play. That to be fair, you know, you see, like like you don't go up on Giannis. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work, right? If you try and like, if you try and dunk it on Giannis, especially given the position that he was standing in, it's not going to happen. So he passed it obviously to Rob Williams, um, which is probably the right play. In, in, in that situation. Um, but Giannis rotates and gets the block because well, he's just that good. That's the thing though. 90% of defenders aren't going to be able to do what Giannis done there. I'd say 99%. I'd say, yeah. I'd say in fact, I'd say there there is not another defender in the league right now that could have done that. Oh, I don't yeah. think there is one. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to back you up on that. Let's go with it. Like, because you have to be, you have to be, A, have the defensive IQ. Very few people have the defensive IQ. B, have the physical ability to be able to block the shot, be tall enough to block it. So Draymond Green, he has the IQ to make that play. I don't think he has the size to make that play. Um, plus Tatum just yams on Green anyway because he's much bigger than him. Um, uh, Rudy Gobert is too slow. He's not rotating around yep, quick enough. Yep, and he, you know, if you're talking about big guys that can block shots, that's one of his things. He's not rotating and blocking it in time. Um, and I think those two are the, the, are the two, they're, for me, they're second and third in terms of best defenders in the league. Well, that's right. Third and fourth, Drew Holiday's number two. Why not? <laughs> I've got Drew Holiday to win Defensive Player of the Year on a bet. <laughs> I think Joe Green might, might yeah, ruin that bet for To be honest, I don't even know why I thought Drew would beat Yanis for it, but for some reason, I've got a fiver on Drew to win that. Uh, would have been fun. Could have been fun. <laughs> but still hope. There's still half a season to go. Never know what Should have put it on Drew Holiday to be an all Ah, we'll see. That is true. Yeah, I put a tweet out about that the other day. See the amount of followers I have gained by just saying that he should be an all star. It's scary. I will. I went to bed and that had like one like. Right. I I woke up the following morning to four hundred likes on that tweet. I sat there. Like, what the fuck is going on? It would have. It, it would have been the retweets. You would have got some retweets on it as well. Because there might have been but the, the old the old hashtags. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Well, the thing is, I didn't put any hashtags on it. It was no, else then. Well, you should have put the hashtags on it. <laughs> all right, I made a mistake. Made a mistake. Someone corrected me right away. I was like, all right, you've done it. But, you know, it was a great game. It was probably one of the better Christmas games that day. The, the next game was a bit of a blowout and a bit boring. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch any of the other games because I was, I, I mean, I was told off for watching the Bucks game anyway because <laughs> I was... See, but, I, um, I, I watched the next game and then I watched, because I think it was, I think Fournier got himself a triple-double, didn't it? No, Campbell Walker, sorry. Campbell Walker got himself a triple-double, but it was like yeah. the most average, like 10, 10 and 10. Yeah, because I, I think it was... um. I think Stan Van Gundy, because Stan Van Gundy had, had been going on a lot about Russell Westbrook putting up triple doubles, meaning absolutely nothing, because if he's putting up a triple double on 25% shooting, you haven't impacted your team. That's yeah. a negative impact. That's still a bad night. You shouldn't be praised for having 16, 10 and 10, but you shot two for 40. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think that's what Kemba Walker did. I think he had an atrocious yeah. shooting night. But, but got the 10 rebounds. And 10 oh, see, my favourite part of that game, right, was it was going for his 10th rebound. And one of the next players just stood at the sideline trying to not touch a ball because of the way it's bounced. So Kemba Walker's trying to get to it and then realise <laughs> the ball's about to go out and they're about to give the ball away. And they just call it. I was like, ah, you're so close, mate. So close. <laughs> there was that. I ended up watching the Packers game after that, which again was an emotional roller coaster. but we don't even have to go into them. But I can't even remember the rest of the games we played because we went on quite a decent run. We won quite a few games in a row. Yeah, we um, we played. Was the no the Franz? Yes, it was the game after that. Was the Franz Wagner thirty-eight point game? Ah, yes, it was. That, that was um, a good game, to be fair, because we came out on top of that. But that was actually a decent game. I missed that one. I uh, can't remember what was. Uh, do I remember what I was doing? I don't know. Something family related, I think. So, <laughs> in fact, 
that's what it was. We had family over, and so I couldn't yeah. stay up late because, yeah, yeah. That that was a weird game because we were flying at half time. We were 72 points at half time. I'm having a quick look at it then, right? We were 72 45 up at half time, right? I was considering going to bed because I was sat there. I was like, you know what? This game is well and truly done. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to give this first sort of five minutes or so in the second quarter. Uh, third quarter, sorry, and see where it goes. And we got absolutely annihilated for the first like ten minutes of that quarter. <laughs> like I was sat watching. I don't think we scored for, or we scored like seven points in the first like eight minutes or something. It was something like outrageously shit. And I was sat watching. I was like, this game's just <laughs> interesting. There's a lot more to go here. But and then I upset the entire Orlando Magic fan base by disrespecting their weird dragon. It's 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 it's, 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 puff, it's a puff it's, magic it's puff dragon. The magic dragon. I don't but know what they call it. No. But it can't be Puff because Puff the Magic Dragon is like a like a licensed guy, right? And so they've just nicked Puff the Magic Dragon and made it some other bloke, I think. I think that's what it is. It's Maybe it is just Puff the Magic Dragon. You know, it's a thing of nightmares as well. It is. Right? I don't care what you say. Right? Call it, it what you want. It does not look like a dragon. It's got antlers. It's a, It's not worse than the Heat one. I, no. I, I, I maintain that that is the worst. The worst match in the NBA. Anyway. But, the I flame have... with the bull for a face. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fair point, actually. <laughs> I have to come out and apologise. People started tagging the fucking mascot in tweets. <laughs> Honestly, it was bizarre. I was like, I'm not saying that the, the mascot is bad. I was like, he's a very good mascot. You know, they're like, I ah, won mascot of the year in 2016. Like, Fantastic. I was like, I'm not disrespecting <laughs> the mascot. I'm good questioning him. what he is. Yeah, why? But, oh, it was just it was so weird. But yeah, but then, as you're saying, what have we got there? Yanis said 28. Top score, but he, Bobby Porter said 19, he had a decent game. And it, like you were saying, it was a Franz Wagner game with um, 38 points. Yeah, I think he was the, the highlight. And then the next one I did watch, but I watched it on the train to Manchester <laughs> the day after. <laughs> yeah, you watched it the following morning, didn't you? Yeah, I think good watch, one, I think that's the one. Did I watch that one? I don't think I, I don't, uh, no, you I think I was yeah. at work. Yeah. You, what day was it? Yeah, I was it, 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 it was New Year's Eve. I don't think, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think you caught... Because I remember, I remember I was absolutely spamming you with text during the game, and I think you just weren't awake. <laughs> Because because I, I I had to get up really early, or maybe you were at work actually. Because I think I was at work. Yeah, because I had to get up really early for the uh, the train to Manchester. I was up at like oh fuck, because you you watched it New Year's Eve the following day. I didn't watch it because I missed it from work. And yeah, then you so, started texting, and then I woke up from a nap on Hugmanay to like a million texts. I was like, ah, whatever, here we go. <laughs> I love it. See, when I don't watch games and you're watching them, I love the rundown you give me because it's, it's like an emotional roller coaster for you every game and it's brilliant <laughs> you go from like so happy and then all you're like all the way down and there's a wee minute and you're like oh this is shit sean and i'm like oh we won this is fucking great and you're back it's i, I think i think that's quite uh, that's that's just the bucks in general though isn't it that is actually very true that is very true. um but that was a good game from everyone i think everyone had a good except for grayson grace grayson actually does actually quite he um he really struggles with when all of them all three of them are playing and I, I think he's confusing me at the moment because yeah, you know he had obviously his little streak at the start of the season where he was doing so well he was always in double figures, right? And everyone was like, "Yes, this is what we needed from Dante that we're not getting." Also, we've discussed it how Dante has a better defensive game, Grayson had a better offense, but there's been quite a lot of games there where Grayson Allen seems to be struggling. Yeah, and, um, I think he doesn't because so much of the season has been him actually being like the second guy or the third guy quite a lot of the time offensively. Anyway, he. He's fit into that offense really well, but now he's the fourth guy and he's basically just sit in the corner and do your thing. Um, he hasn't been as good, and I think yeah, maybe it's time to adjust. But I think maybe even it could be you know, obviously Dante's into the moment, but there could be an argument for putting Dante back in the starting lineup 
because and having Grayson come off the bench and that sort of being him doing his yeah, thing a bit more. That could be his role. Yeah, and then especially I think obviously it, it would require because in football, right, benching a bloke is is quite a negative thing to put them on the bench. But to put to move someone to the bench in a basketball team is very very different because people yeah. can play the same minutes coming off the bench. You have, I think. So a lot of people. So Jamal Crawford, Jamal Jamal Crawford. Okay, he's like eighth all time for three pointers made or total. I don't know. He's he's ridiculously high on some record list, and people are like that's crazy for a guy coming off the bench for uh, for his whole career. But he played starters minutes his entire career as well. Like he wasn't he wasn't like coming off the bench like averaging fifteen minutes a game. He was averaging 30, 30 minutes a game off the bench. Like. He got that record because he played the time. It's not because he All was right. sitting there doing nothing. But I think I think Grayson coming off the bench may be the answer to his struggles. So I think it's worth trying. The only issue we then have, right, is we're going to inevitably we've discussed it before. One of them will leave. Yes, because <laughs> there, there's not enough room for all of them. Like you know, you've then got Pat Connor and the rest as well. There's not and George Hill. There's not necessarily enough room for them all to be there. Or salary cap for that matter, but we can maybe, go on to that one later on. Maybe that's next year's problem. Well, that's the thing though, because then you're looking at it and you know, realistically, we're going to be looking at keeping Grayson, we're going to want to trade Dante. Does that mean we have to give well, Dante so, the opportunity to then get involved when he's fit? So so we can't trade Grayson, right? Because we gave him that extension. Yeah, we can. Can we? I'm not too sure. I don't I, I don't you're thinking of that one now. I don't know if we can trade Grayson, or at least I don't know if we can trade Grayson this year maybe or when we can no. trade him this year, because we gave him that two-year extension um because we're quite committed to him and obviously that saves us salary cap wise i think it it's very it's good for us that in that in that aspect um because there's some weird salary cap stuff that you can do with it like when you do in-season extensions yeah. I, no, I, 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 I was i was trying to explain the salary cap and the luxury tax to one of the boys at my work today right yeah and even i, I like he was sitting there like sean was like, you don't even sound like you know what you're fucking trying to say i was like i don't yeah, I was like, there's so many different stipulations to it that it just confuses the fuck out of me. I was like, you're not, you get taxed for paying extra. That's all that I took out of it. Yeah, it's something like that. Um, and but then there's like a hard cap that you can't go over as well. And the bucks obviously aren't, but they're very close to it. <laughs> yeah, they're not far off. But I think it's gonna be, also it's a bit of a shame that Dante's got injured again, which we can obviously touch on as we're going through the podcast anyway. But I would have liked to have seen them get more chance playing off each other, as in one off the bench, one starting. And even rethinking yeah. that every, every other game to see how it's going to work. Yeah, because Dante looks all right, I think, in the what? He played two games or something, right? I think he, one. He had a bit of a slow game. Was it starting? Was his first game against the Celtics? No, it wasn't, was it? Um was it later th- on. Was it was it the magic? Which, which magic game was his first well, game? Whatever it was, his first game, he didn't do particularly well because he got slated because he missed a couple of open layups. Yeah, I, I remember saying that to you. Yeah. I, no, no, it's, uh, <laughs> as soon as it happened, the test came through, I was like, I can't even deny it. It, it was, um, no, it, so Christmas Day was his first game. Christmas yeah. Day was his first game because it, 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 it was, yeah, it was against the Celtics. He missed a couple of opportunities that, well, quite frankly, he should have scored. However, you've also got to look at the fact that, one, he's always done that and always will. That is but it was also his first game back since fucking the first round of the playoffs last year. He's not going to be particularly match fit. There's going to be a bit of um, sort of. Well, he's not going to be very sharp to say the least. He's going to slack. Yeah, because he had, he had three points on on one for four shooting, plus thirteen though. That's the thing. He was he was a plus thirteen because of his defensive impact. Right. Because he is good defensively. He's also. Oh no, we threw it. Oh no. Okay. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't played. He hasn't played. <laughs> okay. So Dante Divincenzo is like two wins away. From being from having the highest win percentage in NBA history, what? And it's it's nuts. It's some stupid stack. Currently, number one is Kawhi Leonard. By the way, like it's not like it's a list of like scrubs. This list is like 
the top five is all like <laughs> Hall of Fame guys. Like Tim Duncan's there, I think, as well. Like, and Dante, 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 are you saying to me that Dante should now be a Hall of Famer because of this percentage? <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo is second all time on <laughs> on win percentage, and he needs like two wins, and he's two wins away. And um, and I was about to I was about to be like, oh no, because he's just lost. We've just lost those games, but he didn't play in them, so there it doesn't matter. So he's still, he's still so, got it. He's, he's, still there. He's, he's still on for the for the record. <laughs> that is mad. Because that, that's, that's crazy stuff. So it, it's crazy. Because he has, he had the second highest at two seasons. So the bubble, bubble season, bubble season before we went to the bubble, he had the second. He had like the second best box plus minus in the league or something behind Giannis. He was like so so impactful for us. And I think people slate him because offensively he lacks. He's so underrated defensively. Yeah, yeah, he's that- so underrated. See if, see if we accepted him for what he is in terms of he's a great defensive player. Yes, his offense is not always there, but see when you've got the likes of Yanis, Jiro, and Chris who can go put buckets down. He's he's also an unreal guard rebounder. He's one of the best guard rebounders in the league, I think. Because which is why which is why I think him <laughs> completely blowing open laps is so frustrating. Because he, yeah. he has he has he, hops. He's good at jumping and catching. He's not so good at jumping and putting the ball down. Yeah, he's not very good at it. Uh, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see it plays out. Like I said, I know he's only because it was the same ankle that he's injured again, isn't it? Yeah, he, he just, just um, yeah, he just re-aggravated the same injury. It's the same thing. Um, Hopefully, he's back before we know it because I'd quite like to see him and Grayson because I think the pre- well, we said it before the pressure that both of them will put on each other is either going to be really, really good or it's going to cause issues. Especially because Grayson missed games recently. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I can't remember which ones he missed. Did he miss the Orlando games? Because if so, I think he did. He missed back, he missed back to back, so it must have been that. Because we had been doing on Orlando twice, didn't we? He, he was there for the first Orlando game, but he had three points. And he was there, and he was there for the second game, but he had four points. Whereas Dante had 11 and 15 in those two games. So, but maybe that's just because, to be, uh, oh, sorry, he had eight and 11, and then he had 15 in the next game. But that is because Orlando's bench rotation is probably very, very bad. Yeah, they were missing like half the team at that point, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time yeah. Right, they were we are. Yeah. <laughs> when they players, we were missing. Right. Anyway, that takes us into the new year. And the first game of the year, we were at home to the Pelicans. Now, granted, the Pelicans are absolutely shite this year. They're not having a good season at all. However, it was... See, I was going to say it was a Jordan no- uh, Water game, right? But it wasn't. Because it was a Yanis game who got himself a triple-double. And an absolute monster of a triple-double at that as well. Yes. Now I... it was 10-10 and 10 fish. Did, did, did we both watch this one? Were we both uh, No, I didn't. I was working. I watched it. Yeah, uh, you watched it. I, I was... Was I working? No, I was in bed because I was night shift. So I, I was in my bed sleeping when the game was on. And this is, this is the prime example. Chris missed the game. Grayson became the third option again and he had a good game. Like, Grayson's good when... I say good game. He was all right. He was pretty decent. But if I'm sure, 16 and 4, it's not exactly bad. Yeah, 16 and 4, but it's on 42% shooting and 33% from three. Yeah. But, I mean, Drew shot third. But um, yeah, the Jordan Warren show, he he just blitzed the the Pelicans like third string lineup because he he just took over. He did he did the thing that he's very good at when he's playing with the guys at the end of the rotation. He does he he's just like this is my team now yeah, and I'm yeah. going to do my thing, and he did that basically. And so he went he had 15 points in the fourth quarter, which is kind of nuts. It is. It's, because, like, it's a hell of a game. You know the fact that he came off the bench, but played less than 20 minutes and still had 23 points. Because Jordan's also been playing himself very, very well recently offensively. 
defensively, he's still an absolute liability. He gets targeted yeah. every time he's playing. But you know, that's I it's guess gonna that's, happen, it's going to happen. We know that we do. Now, my to be honest, who is becoming my favorite player this season? Pat Connaughton even got a start in this game, and that, that excites me. I still stand by Pat should be the sixth man of the year. I don't care what anyone says. I am not listening to arguments on it. I am going with it. He he has cooled down recently, to be fair. He has, he has, but he's still doing well. He's still managing to come off the bench and even start and you know, nine nine or six, three, one steal. Don't get me wrong, it's not absolutely incredible. He's shooting 50% from both field goal in general and three point shooting. But he's still having a good season. And I like obviously last year he got slated like hell. I think that it's about time fans actually start looking at him and say, you know what, we've actually got ourselves quite a good player here. I, to be fair, I think we've definitely we definitely appreciate Pat a lot more this year and play, playoff Pat as well because he was very good. Because um, I, I was watching the finals movie the other day. Because why why wouldn't you just watch that? Um, and the 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 it's um I can't remember which game it was, but the whole kick kicks out Carlton bang. <laughs> never, thought <laughs> never thought you'd hear that one. Um, but there. <laughs> But then, uh, yeah, did Dante play that game? Or was this the first game? Uh, no, I think that was the game he was injured. I'm sure he was yeah, injured. Yeah, this, this is his first injured game, yeah. <laughs> then, so from there, we're all, all buzzing. That was about like a big 20-odd point lead win, wasn't it? Yeah, 20, 23 points won that by. We then went away and had the Pistons at home. <laughs> Easy game, should be, right? Yeah, this is a roll. This, this is a roll. I had um, every intention of watching this game, but I went out on a day sesh from 11 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and I got fucked up. And by the time I got home, I was in no fit state to be watching a game of basketball. Never mind anything else. I woke up in the morning fully expecting slightly a slight hangover and to be like, oh, the Bucks won. And it was a complete opposite. Bucks lost, but I had no hangover. <laughs> Lucky you, I suppose. I know. I was like, you know what? I was like, one for two, I'll take it. But Sadiq Bey had 34 points that game, which is a bit mad. Yeah, so that so this game I watched. Um we uh Chris is bad, right? He was really bad. Yeah, uh, Chris is really bad. Um He's he was out with personal issues. Yeah, the we've still not figured out what that was, yet, have we? And then he was a very very late. He is playing for this game, um, and he was very bad. Um, I don't know why. Um, I think Chris had a very rough season this year. He he hasn't really been able to you know get a string of games together because he had because he was um he got uh did, was he one of the COVID. Guys, but did he get? He got injured and then had COVID. He's, he's missed a lot of games anyway. I can't remember exactly yeah. what for, but I know he's missed quite a few games, which is obviously frustrating for us fans. But it must be frustrating as hell for him as well, because like you're saying, he can't get a decent run to get going. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's, it's Larry Bird who's on the list of Dante's. So, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dante's win percentage is currently seventy-one percent. And Kawhi Leonard is uh, Ka- 74%. So it's not far off. 3%. No, I reckon he can hit that this year. I think, is, is this stats? I'm, I'm going to find the stat. You go for that. While we're at that, so we we won't, we're not even going to talk about the Pistons game, right? We're just going to wash over that. And we're going to wash over the fact that we got beat by the Shady Dinosaur team as well. Oh, that's that. Right? We're not, to, in, all, in all fairness, right? We were missing fucking half our team at that point, aren't we? You know, you just have to look at the starting five to see how this is going. And the fact yeah. that we only, we only used nine players for the entire game. Which, and the... Uh, the um, which does inevitably lead us on to the big talking point of, what, last night and today, and that's Boogie Cousins. Yes. Man came off a, 50, a 10, no, 15 and 10 game, right? 15 so and 10. Just shy 50, of... 67% from three, was it? 
and yep. he's been released. He's been waived. And has been binned. Now, the reason the binning has come now is because all non-guaranteed contracts must be picked up by Friday. Yeah. And so this also implies that Wesley is going to be picked up on Friday. So let's I hope that he is, because I did my whole yep. spiel at the beginning. But <laughs> um, we have... Uh, and also that there's been so 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 much lovely stuff actually coming up out about Wesley how how he had jobs on the table, but he knew that he only wanted to play for the Bucks. If if he, he either he wasn't playing at all this season or he was playing for the Bucks, but he knew the Bucks would come for him, and you know they did. And it well, say, it's worked, it worked out well for us. Let's be honest. But I, I don't know how I feel about the whole boogie thing, right? Because he's been fantastic for us while we had him, right? He's fitted in really really well with the championship winning roster. Albeit yes, there's been a couple of changes, but the core part of that team is the same. He is fitting really well there, followed by you see how much he's enjoyed playing in Milwaukee and was loving it. It must be a bit of a kick in the stones to be told, right? Sorry, mate. Thanks for coming off a 15 and 10 night. See you later on. Off you go. Saying yeah. that, I do think he's going to get picked up by elsewhere. I think the way that he's played recently, he will get he will, he will get picked up. So he has been really good for us, especially what we were expecting from him, which was maybe not very much, yeah. but he he has been vi- he's been so vital for us winning games when we've had these injuries, right? Um, it's but it's, it's but, just like, I understand the timing for it and why we've done it, but given we're missing half the team, yeah, could have held on to them for another couple of days. Clearly, ownership didn't want to pay him because they didn't want to guarantee him for the whole yeah. year, which. You know, it's, we, we can't be surprised at the Bucks ownership not wanting to pay money. It's like a million, guys. Come on. Maybe they would have been hit with extra tax stuff, but I doubt it. Um, but what also was also quite heartbreaking is I think Zora, Zora Stevenson did an interview with him six days ago. Yeah. Um, and he was like, because uh, um, it was it was a New Year's sort of thing. And, it, and Zora asked, well, you know, what's what's been your the, the best part of this year? And he said, being picked up by the Bucks and, and coming to love the city and team and the fans here. And he he, he sounded like he meant, he meant it and he did really love it. And we really, really liked him as well. You know what I'm starting to think, right? Because it was same with PJ Tucker absolutely loved the fans, loved the city. Fans loved him. Yeah. He got down really well, right? Openly admitted it. Boogie Cousins, I love the city. I love the fans. I love being here. What's the both players got in common? Bin. Both players that have been binned after saying that. Maybe the maybe the moral of the story. So the next player that comes in, tell them you fucking hate Milwaukee. Yeah. Despise Milwaukee. Yeah. Cry like JJ Reddy. Yeah, I don't want to be here. And then we'll get signed to a 10-year max contract. Done. But it's just it is a bit of a shame because like we're saying, it was going well for him. But see the positive thing, right? And I could really just be clutching at straws here. See the fact we've got rid of Boogie. Does that mean that Brooke Lopez is closer to coming back than we all think? That's the only that's the only thing that we can hope to take from this. I think there's two. There's two reasons for this. Either Brooke is coming back early, or because no, no disservice to Brooke, but he wasn't getting minutes in the playoffs. No, in the playoffs, no realistically. So, in the end of days, as much as we loved him, and it's and it's you know it's it's actually I think it's generally like quite rude by the ownership to to not pay him just for mm-hmm. considering what he's done. Hopefully, he can. I really hope he gets a job with the Hornets. But I hope the Hornets sign him. Um, <laughs> they need a center. Uh, I just, it's just inevitable that the Nets are going to get him or the Heat. And then he's going to have a game in the playoffs where he yeah. scores 20 on five for six from three. He's going to stand there with his middle fingers up in the middle of the Exactly. Side, and I would not blame him for doing it. I would <laughs> not, not blame him for doing it. But, um, so get picked up by someone bad. 
uh, that's what I want. Sure. But see, um, right, I've got another idea, right? Now, I know that he doesn't always play this position, but I'm all for it, right? Brook Lopez isn't coming back anytime soon, but my man Tanasti is getting minutes, and he is going to be <laughs> the backup centre. Bobby Portis is starting, and Tanasti is going to come off and be the backup centre off the bench and get 10 points a night. Probably on like one for 50 shooting, but that's not the point. <laughs> I can see uh, it happening. I'm hoping well, I can't see it actually. I'm hoping. Oh no, you're joking. So, Kawhi, so, so, don't you check? So, it's um, it's minimum 20 minutes per game. I've, I've found uh, the stat, I've done the stats. Oh, we we'll, we'll come back to this in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, so the stat is so it's Kawhi Leonard with 74 percent, then Dante with 70. Uh, oh, so it's 74.5 percent. And then Dante is 74.1%. And then Magic Johnson is 74%. Larry Bird is 73.6%. And then you just get a bunch of like legends like Ginobili, Duncan. You know, there's loads of Bill Russell's here. Um, but then Austin Reeves, who is a, some bloke that plays for the Lakers this year, he's, he's first round draft pick. He's now there because he's apparently averaging more than 20 minutes per game now. Listen, I, I still find it baffling that Dante has found his way into that fucking top five. Like, don't get wrong, well deserved, yeah. But madness. Imagine, imagine us winning a championship without him. Now we're going to have him. But anyway, <laughs> that's it. Right. So yeah. Spe- right. Brooke, issues. Brooke isn't coming back anything soon, right? He's out. All right. Let's play off Brooke. Let's go with that. Tenacious is becoming the backup center. I'm, I'm calling <laughs> it. But if you're listening whilst you're isolating, mate, get yourself. Sorted. Get him in the rotation. Get him back. The the issue here is the both that Thanasis was available last night, but didn't play a minute. And he said, "Mammy got all the minutes for you." (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm fully aware that he plays less, and he's all at the moment. Thanasis' role is just fucking cheering from the sidelines. It's what he's best anyway. So, Mammy actually had a good game last night. He actually looked quite good Uh, defensively. He didn't look atrocious. He wasn't completely getting destroyed. So maybe there is potential in him. Obviously, n- nowhere near now. But maybe there is some potential there. You know, he had 10. I've just did two for eight shooting. Maybe he wasn't as good. He seemed pretty decent when he <laughs> last night. He passed okay. the eye test. He doesn't pass the box test. You know, that's what matters. See, at two o'clock in the morning, everyone passes the eye test. But he was all right. He... One player. But he doesn't get minutes because we don't know why we have him. Ah, well, you yes. know exactly who I'm on about there. I was, was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take that one because you have a better name for him than I do. I was going to say, he, he had two steals and one block. Um, Box Twitter has coined this man 37 because it's almost disrespectful to speak his name into existence because he has been that bad. But he is smell- the basketball equivalent of Voldemort. <laughs> Smelly Ojale, um cannot find his way into the rotation. Maybe it's peak on him because he, he hasn't been able to get fit, which is true. He hasn't. But when he's played, he's been dreadful. Um, he hasn't been good on defense. He hasn't been good offensively at all. Um, he's useless. Um, and I don't want to think that it is because it would cost more money for the Bucks ownership to waive him and then sign Demarcus that we didn't waive him and sign Demarcus. But I think that's why we waived him and didn't sign Demarcus. You know what? Right? I think we should just take the hit and just get rid of him. I think I think he's going. I, he, he's getting traded. He's getting traded at the deadline. That's yeah, that's who the, who the, well, that's not even a deal sweetener. Never mind anything else. Salary filler. We need him for the salary. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm not uh, going to lie. Right, I would rather take a, pot, a box of Jaffa cakes over <laughs> Shemi Ojale right now. Right, if someone turned around about Sean, I will give you either Shemi Ojale to play for the box, or you can have a Jaffa cake that stands in the corner. 
We're going to Tory Craig him. We're going to trade him for cash considerations. <laughs> Look what happened there. He ended up making the fucking finals. He did, yeah. And, and, he, and he, he had minutes in the finals as well, and he wasn't actually bad. Can you imagine that if he then became like the next fucking thingy? Uh, what's his name? Tory Craig. <laughs> and we, we come against him in the finals again next year. Can you imagine that? Means to make the finals though, so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point, actually. I mean, yeah. Like Let's trade him to the. What the, Minnesota, the Minnesota Timberwolves and we'll meet them in the finals yes I like your thinking let's do it so here he goes <laughs> hey, Cat doesn't stand a chance against Giannis um, I, I'm not a fan of slating players but because he's a professional for a reason right you can't argue that no matter what you look at it it may not be great but he's there for a reason but I mean we are haters right we're being we're being very yeah. hated by saying yeah. it, it, yeah. it but it, it, it just, it's just <clears> making up the numbers it's not even that he hasn't played well it's that he hasn't played either like when he's played, obviously he hasn't played very well at all, but he just cannot stay fit either. You know, obviously one of the big risks with signing Boogie was his injury concerns because he's had a big injury history. He's played more games since. Uh, in fact, I don't know if he has, but we we signed Boogie like twenty games into the season, and I reckon he's played more games than than Semi has. I'm I'm double checking that. Um, I'm just hoping that us getting rid of Boogie means that we're trading for a centre. It's either Brook is coming back early or we're trading for a centre. It's got because there's no way. Okay, first of all, there's no way Luke Cornett is going to be our next guy. Right? <laughs> okay, he's his ten day contract. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't touched the floor. We've been calling for him. He would have won us the games. That's it. I, to be honest, I still quite like the fact that we've got Bobby starting at the moment. He's fun, but yeah, um, it, we like, do need a backup. No, <laughs> absolutely. You know, hundred percent. But be interesting to see where we go with it. Do we then so, just look at taking ten day contract players for the next month? Yeah, how long it takes to get a trade. Yeah, and it's, well, not even that, though. See how long it takes, you know, if Brooke, because I'm sure there was a video that Brooke's been out and about with the team again. He was yes, in he, Orlando with him. He was at the training centre as well. So there's obviously something going on there. If he's had his back surgery and whatnot, and he's able to go down and see the team. Maybe and, he's okay. Yeah, he's not bedbound. So that's, that's a positive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, does that mean that he is slowly starting to work his way back into some form of training? Hopefully. Uh, okay. I have double-checked, and I was right. Boogie played 17 games for us and uh, Semi's played five. Uh, 14, sorry. 14, 14. 14. Boogie, Boogie, Boogie started five games. That's how bad, bad I got. Um, he, he's currently shooting. <laughs> it's just, maybe this, this could be the worst in the league. So he's shooting 22% from the field and he's shooting 23%. Uh, wait, is that right? No, no, 21% from three. <laughs> Good job, um, good job. I think he, I could do better than that. He has an effective field goal percentage of 28%. <laughs> the last two, the last two seasons, he's been shooting 53% effectively, which is decent, you know. It's not great. But 40% from two and 37% from three, we didn't want that either. We were hoping for a jump. Instead, he's gone completely the other way around. Um, I, I, I want to see if this is the worst in the league. <laughs> it might well be, to be honest. I would not be surprised if it is. I don't. I think it's got a good chance of being the worst in the league. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, it, has to, it has to be up there, at the very least. Point. Uh, what are we looking at? Effective field goal percentage. Uh, it's just, it is not good going at all, is it? Current leader in effective field goal percentage is a really good bear. Obviously, okay. because he takes like two shots a game and they're both dunks. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit of hatred towards Rudy Gobert just now. I. It, I Unintentionally, unintentionally. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean just, if I pick my all-star team, I may just put him in there just to really mess with you. 
Uh, when table is sorted, hide non-qualifiers for rare stats. No, we we want to include the non. Okay, to be fair, there's, <laughs> to be fair, there's a lot of people with an effective field goal percentage of zero, but um, that's more like we're happy because because they've taken like two shots and missed them both or something. Uh, but but Semi Ojale is 47th for the worst one. But in terms of players that actually play, I'd say he's one, two, three, four, five, sixth. I'd say he's the sixth worst wow. effective field goal percentage in the league for players that actually play minutes. And then the other ones, to be fair, he has the most minutes of the, of the other guys. Because I'm just looking at like, in fact, he has considerably more minutes. If we say, so minimum 200 minutes in, in the league this season, he has the worst field goal percentage. Minimum 200 minutes, which isn't even that much. Right, you know what? I'm going to turn this into a positive. See if you flip that table upside down, he's top. That is true. So you think of so it the I'm, other way around. Let's think of it that way. Well done, Shemi. You're top of a list. Well played, mate. Proud of you. That's really the best I can say about that because otherwise it is pretty pish. To it say is the poor. Least. You know what, right? Fuck it. He's not been playing with us, so we can it, probably make do. It, interestingly, in terms of effective field goal percentage, Pat Connaughton is the first non-centre on the list. 62%. Pat is fucking incredible. So Pat's the man of the year. Let's just fucking keep that going. There's a plus. Uh, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Like, we, we definitely need to get rid of him. I don't care how we do it. We have to get rid of him somehow. Yeah. Uh, that, how, we, how we go about doing that is anyone's guess, to be quite to frank. To be fair, but Jordan Warren's trade value is going on up. the rise. It is. That's it. Pacers, here he comes. Yeah. Pacers love him. Pacers love him. Take Shemi while you're at it, mate. Here you go. Yeah. Two for one. Shemi's going in there as some roster fella. We'll take back anyone. Money. Give us money and draft picks. Which a they won't because they're rebuilding, so that's never going to happen. A second but. for 2029. <laughs> <laughs> More I'll than likely. Then we will inevitably trade away in the future. <laughs> I think that's it. I can't really think about anything else we need to cover there. I think we've done pretty well there. No, what we have managed we, to fly uh, through what we've done there. Yeah, we've got um I got, we've got the nets. We've got the nets on Friday. What tomorrow. Do? Oh, fantastic. I am working and we'll miss it. 12 30 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so we're playing the Nets tomorrow Sorry, at, yeah. in Brooklyn, which means we won't see everyone's favourite unvaccinated player. Actually, I suppose he was back the other night, wasn't he? That's yeah, yeah. He was, back, he was back yesterday. Yesterday was his first game, I think. I love the fact that the Nets have just sold their soul because they've been missing players. I thought the, oh, only way, the only way we can solve this here is to fucking call them back in. And he's, and he's got 22. <laughs> Bastard. Check. <laughs> uh, to be fair, see the, see the other way looking at it. It's nice to see one of the best players in the league is back. You know, reg- you regardless of your opinion on his vaccination status and the rest of it that goes with it, it's pretty good going that he is back. And it just means when we beat the Nets in the playoffs next, this year, we can turn around and go, well, actually, you had him. It's your own fault. He's are just shit. Yes. Yeah, it is annoying though, that we're not going to be able to play. In fact, I would like to play him. Uh, do I Do I want to risk putting half the team in health and safety protocols again? Nah, no. I, I, I want to play him at full strength just to see. I mean, because we played him at full strength at the beginning of the year because it was all of them except for Kyrie. We did. And, and we beat them. So, that's what's done. So there we go. Bucks and six in that series this year. Here we go. Bucks and six. Well, you know what is really annoying me just before we go, right? Talking of, like, the Eastern Conference, the Chicago Bulls. Like, I know... Quite good, aren't they? I know, <laughs> I know I really predicted them to be doing well this year, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I had them in fourth. I think you had them similar. I, I, I had them sixth. I was looking back earlier. There you go. And I should I should have backed myself because because I said on a podcast I said on like the first or second podcast that we did together um, 
I said that they were going to be the three seed. That's it. And I should have backed it because at the point, we're, they're, well, we're two and a half games behind them, which I always, I never really understand in basketball terms, but we're five losses behind them too. <laughs> Maybe, I think, I'm pretty sure they've got a couple of games in hand as well because they had quite a few games cancelled, didn't they? They have five games in hand. We have the same amount so, of wins, but they've got 10 losses and we've got 15 because we've been are. playing. Like, they have been incredible. Demand the Rosen has hit, what, two buzzer beaters in two nights. Yeah, a record. Zach Levine's been on fire. Alex Caruso has been incredible for them. Issue like the issue for them for Demar Derozan's MVP case is that there are four players in the league playing better than him. Yeah, no, don't be wrong. I, I don't think he's an MVP. Obviously, I know folk have put his name into the conversation, right? You know what? Fair enough. He's going to make the All Star game, well deserved. But it's just I can't believe how like, I think we, I expected them to do well this year. I did not expect them to be flying this high. No, Especially but to be fair, it, it it was all there. I think I think retrospectively looking at it, I think you you did sort of know that this team was going to be good. The depth was always going to going to be an issue, but they seemed to be all right. Depth yeah, wise, survived. I think it's just it's mad. You but you surround because Demar, everyone was criticizing it because he can't play in this game. You know, he's he's he, he's he's like. Well, I'm 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 not even saying this is hyperbole. He is the Michael Jordan of the mid range, even though Michael Jordan, I suppose, is the Michael Jordan of the mid range. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of, because I, I watched a video a while ago uh, trying to find the most similar player to Michael Jordan in today's NBA, and it was Kawhi Leonard and Demar Derozan. Offensively, Demar Derozan is the most similar, offensively and defensively combined as Kawhi because they both do both. But um, Demar is what is the best mid range player in the game. Are, 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 yeah, yeah, but he's one of the worst three-point shooters in the league. Yeah. However, you surround Giannis is one of the worst three-point shooters in the league, and he's the best player at the rim. Okay. So, so the answer you surround you to shoot three pointers if you've got someone else that'll do it for you. Surround them with three-point shooters, and they have four other starters that can all shoot threes. Like Lonzo Ball can, um, Zach Levine can. Um, who else there in their starting lineup? Vucevic, he can shoot threes, and then you got Kuzma as well. Caruso, he can shoot threes. And there's another one. I don't know who else they play. But someone else as well. Another guy. Um, <laughs> Fuck it. Get, get another bloke to, to shoot threes uh, as well. And then, and then you sort it. And you can get you can build around that. And it works really well. I know. He's, he's having an absolute fly. You know what? Fair play to them. Because they've got a lot of their players absolutely flying and playing well. Like we're saying, Caruso's having a storming season, which I think is just a big FU to the Lakers. Being like, <laughs> you, you wouldn't pay me. Look what I can do. Kind of thing. And fair play to them. But I, I can see them being more problematic than I imagined this year. Yeah, they probably have to cool off at some point. And however, have... yeah, the um, who 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 on their team is guarding Giannis Antetokounmpo? Well, that is true, but that's only one or two games. I think we've got. In fact, we've got a first game game this month, don't we? Because we've not played them yet. Yeah, but but in a playoff series, if we come up against the Bulls in the playoff series, yes. I like your thinking. It's not like that. That's that. that it's it's the, it, it's the recurring question to every single team that's good, right? Because right now, because Giannis doesn't play. The minutes that he does in the playoffs, well, he never played the minutes that he should yeah, have played in the playoffs before. Right. Until last year. Until last year. And look where it went. This year he hasn't been playing the minutes. He's got the best per 36 numbers in the league. He's averaging 31.6 per 36, which is better than KD's numbers because KD actually goes down because he's averaging a stupid he amount of more. He's having to play like 40 a game to carry his team. Um, to be fair, if Giannis was playing that many minutes, we wouldn't have half the amount of losses that we do. No, that's true. But when Giannis's minutes goes up, he's going to be the guy, right? And he's going to be able to do the crazy stuff that he did in Christmas and in the playoffs, the whole game. 
And so when you look at a team and you think, oh, they're doing quite well, who's guarding Giannis? Look, look, like, look at the Warriors. Who's guarding Giannis? Draymond Green? Oh. To be fair, to be fair, I think that's the, I'm excited for that matchup. I want to see how Draymond does on him because it will be Draymond guarding him. And that'll be fun. That'll be fun. It will be, it'll be interesting to see that. That's a potential finals matchup as well. Yeah, love it is. Um, Rudy Gobert is not guarding Giannis. Um, no offense. Uh, DeAndre Ayton can't. We learned <laughs> <laughs> that, that one already. <laughs> um, uh, Vucevic doesn't sound a chance. Javonte Green's not doing it. I think that's the power forward. Uh, PJ Tucker. Huh? That'd be fun. Um... Yeah, give it a try. But, you know, that'd be an interesting matchup purely on the basis that PJ will, knows how Yanis will play. He knows yes. how he trains, everything like that. That would be interesting to see from that aspect. I don't think he would be able to stop him. It'll be interesting but... to see how, how long it takes for people to realise that smaller guards, or not, it's not smaller guards, but smaller players are the way to guard Yanis. You cannot put a centre yeah. on Yanis. He would absolutely eat him. Marcus right. Smart, I said this on Christmas Day. Marcus, but to be fair, it didn't work at the end of the game. But Marcus Smart <laughs> is a very, very good Giannis defender because, because he draws so many, mainly because he's a bit of a flopper, but um, he draws so many offensive fouls on him because Giannis puts, because Giannis can put his shoulder into a, into a bigger guy and the guy can sort of stand there and do it. But he puts a, his shoulder into a little guy. He goes his shoulder's not going there. It's his elbow, which is an offensive foul. And he just absolutely batters him into off the court, especially if it's Marcus Marks. He just goes, Whee! <laughs> I'll take that. Bye. <laughs> no, it's a good point. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, but right, I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to the matchup with the Bills just to see how it goes. Yeah, I think Giannis could have many, many points because they because good defensive centres slow Giannis down. They don't uh, but Vucevic isn't a good defensive centre. So that'd be fun. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. But anyway, we will call it quits there. Um, thank you very much for listening. As always, um, if you don't already, go follow the page on Twitter. Go follow UK Boxing Matt on Twitter as well. And I think we're on Instagram as well. We'll fucking find us in there. Go give us a follow. <laughs> yeah, do as you please. And we have a big announcement coming later on in the month as well about the podcast. So aye, keep your eyes peeled for that one. That'll be good fun. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye.